You are listening to Global Chat Radio, streaming from Tuart Hill here in Western Australia. And now we have another one of our Meet the Singer songwriter, our guest presenter, Julietta, and she is interviewing Michael War, a singer-songwriter from the state of Victoria. Every other day belongs to someone else here. This is Julie, and I am talking on the mobile phone today with Michael Waugh, who is a singer-songwriter based in Melbourne. On the 27th of August, he released The Cast, his new album, and a single called Dark. The cast is Michael's fourth studio album, and previously he had released two other singles, Dirty River on the 12th of March and Flying on the 4th of June. Now before I talk to Michael, let's hear Dark. Sand, screaming like Jimmy and a bit from Vietnam I haven't been to a war but I'm looking to settle the score when I can work at what I'm fighting for there's a guy at the bar and he's giving my girl the eye and the boss starts to rock and there's shots and there's guns for hire there's a flu right thicken in a torn stone lot Killing time on the night at rears There's a mate from an oil He's coming on a chopper Buy me a drink I wanna go where the cocktails flow They're playing a song by Springsteen Dancing in the dark with a girl that I wanna be Dance in the dark Cause I don't want to see The light of day Wanna dance in the dark Cause I don't want to see The light of day Wanna dance in the dark Cause I don't want to see Welcome to the show, Michael. Oh, thanks, Julie. Thanks for having me. Ah, so where are you right now, this moment? 
Well, looking out over a beautiful Melbourne afternoon, and it is, uh, I'm in Alfington, which is in Melbourne's north, not far from the Yarra River, um, but a bit too far from the school where I teach to call it um, face-to-face learning at the moment. (laughs) All right. So this is the second time you've been on this show. So last time it was to discuss your single Flying, which was the forerunner to your new album, The Cast. And so let's talk about that song that we've just heard, which is called Dark. Could you tell our listeners what inspired it and its story, Michael? Well, the the line, the word, well, the title comes from uh, the Bruce Springsteen song Dancing in the Dark. And, And it's a... You know, it's a tribute to, well, to the boss and to that that song, which for me was a soundtrack for a Friday night uh, in country Victoria where I grew up, and I name drop Ringers Nightclub, which is the 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 local hangout for dairy farmers and FIFO workers from the SO oil rigs and uh, you know young tradies and 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 underage drinkers like me who'd sneak in through the back door and (laughs) (laughs) and it was yeah it's about friday night but it's also about i suppose blowing off that steam and there's something a bit dangerous and edgy about that oh definitely uh, yeah, yeah yeah well let's look at the very fine lyrics which unwind into a story and this person is wanting to chisel out his own identity he's caught up in the demands of capitalism it seems that to me friday nights are mine and every other day belongs to someone else Yes, yeah. yeah. And yeah. To, to me, there's desperation in this song as well. I want to dance in the dark with the girl that I want to be with because I don't want to see the light of day. And, of course, the question is, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, think, I think that there's – I mean, I was a part of that world, but I always felt kind of that danger of, of some of that, that energy because it can be, quite, can be quite dark and quite, quite sort of – loud and vicious yes and 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 i don't know i think good songwriting is about trying to is an act of empathy so it's about trying to stand in someone's shoes yes and and give voice to someone's experience in a way that i don't try not to judge those people that i'm telling the story about but to see what the world might look like from inside their shoes and that was that was the goal there well, the other question I wanted to ask is, is that the only way he can attract a pretty girl when he's in the dark and with alcohol on board? Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's interesting because we very much leaned into that story of toxic masculinity in, in the video that yes. we made for it. And that's kind of, I mean, re- really it is that whole idea of that, that there's a male energy that wants to possess and wants to you know, um, wants to pick a fight and wants to dominate, but it, it, it often does come from a place of, of feeling, I think, a little out of control. I mean, there's another line in the song about I've been thinking things that I think that I shouldn't. Yes. And, and, it, and it is like a, you know, even, you know, in, in, in that second verse, towards the end of that first verse, it's like, you know, even even the sign to the toilet, Yes. Is is bring me back. Like it's he's just caught in this cycle, caught in this loop. And and that's that's but there's some sense of ownership and and um power that he has in that 
in that space and that's that's kind of what I wanted to pick up. It's funny, Julie, because lots of people who hear that song, and I've spoken a lot about this song over the last little while, have talked about, oh, what a fun song about a night at a nightclub. So I, I love that you <laughs> I love that you know that it's something a little bit more than that. Because really that's kind of I mean that for me was the energy of you know, K-San and um, Dancing in the Dark, yes. and I, I kind of named both of those songs in, in this, that that on, on the surface it feels like one thing, but that guy is not having a good day in Dancing in the Dark. That is not a happy character. And, and, and I kind of I was really inspired by that, you know, sense of that living, breathing soul that you can kind of, sense in both of those songs and I you know I wanted to add an Australian you know well I suppose that Case Anderson Australian version of that story but I wanted to add another another voice to that kind you mentioned the video, which is lively and shows the wretched side of life, I believe. And as you say, there's this athletic young people, they're thrashing around in some sort of dance form. And I believe these people are some of your ex-students. So it must, yeah. it must be strangely uplifting to have this almost uncanny support by these people. How did you feel? Oh, it was, well, it was beautiful because they yeah. were... Because we, I mean, I, I work in an all boys school, but before that, I worked in a co ed setting. And the female actor um, is a very gifted performer. And she'd studied in lots of different parts of, of the world. And I, I wanted to bring her on board to, to be this character. And I said, Look, I want to tell this story about the type of harassment that women experience and she said that's every time I go out oh, and yeah. it's every woman that I know every time they go out yes. and 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 so it was this real like insight and wisdom yeah. from her and all of the young men and so there's some I don't there's some uh, sons of of a friend of mine so the age of of those guys is 16 to 24 yes. I think was the oldest of those boys who was in that space and most of them were ex-students and all of them were really committed to telling that story about toxic masculinity mm -hmm. and they were all really clear about um, wanting to represent it in a way that kind of shone a light yes. on things yeah. but also there was this beautiful moment at the end where and it's just a flash in the video where Annie um, who's the, the uh, female actor, is responding yeah. to this aggressive kind of dance thing that happens around her. Like yes. she's been over, outnumbered and she's trying to humour them and get out of it. And it's such a – it's just a brief glimmer in the video, but we, we gave her two, um, two takes of, of the shot and mm. quite extended. And the rest of the cast had been dismissed for the day. They were finished. Yes. But they all wanted to stay and – and bear witness to what it was that she was showing us. Yes. It was this lovely moment of like kind of rat silence and, and everyone applauding and and mm. it was like I you know, I think so often we kind of pigeonhole those young men as being a part of the problem. Yes. And and here was a group of people who wanted to say, No, 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 I want to hear what she has to tell me because I want to be a part of changing this. 
Right. But also, when you talk about empathy, I did feel the sense of despair that those young men had, wanting to create some sort of masculine thing for themselves, but not quite knowing how to do it. Yeah, and that's such a... You can see boys all... Especially because I work in the performing arts in in an all-boys school, and the barriers to their participation in that space is so vast. And you think we're... You know, you don't learn about empathy in a maths class. You don't no. learn about you don't learn about compassion in those spaces. It's through it's through the creative arts that we develop our understanding of humanity. and And I would love to think that more of our boys could participate in that space. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So let's talk about the album, Michael. The cast has thirteen songs, so you must feel so relieved to have it out at last. <laughs> well, that's ironic to be talking about release in the middle of lockdown because I don't feel anything but released <laughs> right now. And it's funny because I, like, I, I don't know. I think because I write songs. Well, I, I, I'm not one of those artists who who writes in collaboration with other people. So I'm, it's a very personal process for me. Yes. And then and then I share it with Shane Nicholson, who's my producer, and and then. And that, that's a very abstract kind of process and very technical. And then, and then it comes back to you. And for me, the songs don't really land until I'm able to stand in a room and share them with people. All right. And to date, I haven't really, I mean, there's a couple of songs that I've, I've had the chance to play, but most of them, like, it still doesn't feel like the songs have landed yet. All right. Because I love, <laughs> I love seeing people's, you know, responses to how they to the stories how how are they kind of connecting to these stories and um yeah Yeah. i I just can't wait to do it well it's very visceral isn't it it's it's a direct feeling it's a direct response when they see you on the stage Mm. yeah Mm. well you you hear but there's a song called um he taught me which is about my dad and the first um my dad was a really funny guy, so the first part <laughs> of that song, there's all these laugh lines about, you know, uh, how you never pull his finger and, and things like that. And you see people laughing, because this is one of the few that I have played with people, people laughing, kind of nudging each other, and you see their eyes light up. And then there's a twist in the song where you realise he's dying, and and, mm. and there's this collective kind of grief about it that's really, it's really it's really beautiful. It kind of feels like yeah. capturing his humour, but also remembering his loss. And that's kind of a yeah, a shared experience of the song. And at the moment, for most of the songs, I haven't had a chance to do that yet. Right. Well, you state uh, in the title track, the cast, it's about being broken and learning to heal again. And the lyrics, yeah. the lyrics are very beautiful, and they do invite self-reflection. You ask, would you sign my cast? And I feel that vulnerability in your voice there and then. And there's this sort yeah. of fear of indifference to your pain. You wonder, does anybody give a damn? And that's that yeah. sort of fear. We all have that fear. You, we, you'd agree that by exposing your own vulnerabilities, you touch your audience's fears and feelings. Yeah, and I think, I don't know, often men don't express their vulnerability in vulnerable ways. It's often... You know, like like the character in Dark, it's you know sometimes a little bit more violent than that. Yes, so yes. I yeah, but I did you know I did feel pretty broken at the time that I was writing that song. Like a lot of these songs, they're all kind of come from that place of having you know lost mum and dad. Yeah. They they both died a couple of 
you know, six six weeks with each other, and then two weeks after Mum's funeral, we went into lockdown. So it was like oh, it's like being broken, and, yeah, 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 just like being broken and and kind of being caught inside a cast and and itching to get out, but having to be kept still, and that was kind of like a you know a healing space to be in. Yeah. So let's pause now and listen to that song, the cast. Teacher held an ice pack on her arm She came back Monday like a hero from the war And asked her mates to sign the cast They wrote their names in bold black sharpie They wrote L-U-V for love They drew crosses for their kisses They drew circles for their hugs Playground pilgrims came to pay her their respects Some to write some of them to read Somebody drew someone's initials in a heart That jewels kept hid beneath her sleeve When I'm broken and I'm feeling small When the fun and games have When I lose my grip and start to fall Would you come to sign the cast? I had fantasies of falling Hopes of fractured legs and shattered arms I dreamed of text to coloured friendship Scribbled on me if I came to harm But I stayed away from the monkey bars that you Didn't ride a bike or climb a tree I wasn't frightened for the safety of my pumps Just scared they wouldn't ride on me When I'm broken and I'm feeling small When the fun and games have passed When I lose my grip and start to fall Would you come to sign the cast? I didn't dare to dream of love like yours I didn't think that I deserved To climb up here and fly above it all Without a fear of getting hurt 
You are listening to a discussion with Michael Waugh, a singer-songwriter from Melbourne. On the 27th of August, he released his latest album, The Cast, and also a single called Dark. Would you sign the cast? When I'm broken and I'm feeling small When the fun and games have passed When I lose my grip and start to fall Would you sign the cast? Would you come and sign the cast? Would you come and sign the cast? Michael, you are a prolific songwriter. You've been called a songwriter's songwriter. (laughs) That's high praise. Uh, You've stated that this album has new territory. Can you tell us about this new territory of yours that you've brought about with this new album? Yeah, I think think that there is, um, well, you know, trying trying to be a little bit more open a little bit more honest a little bit more vulnerable in some of what i'm talking about i think too sonically there's i mean i've always kind of been within that folk and country space or alt country um but you know some of the reference because when you make a record you often talk with a producer through you know reference points and here are some songs that i'm sharing mm-hmm. and and in the past that's been you know other alt country performers and it's like here's a feel that i'm i'm thinking for this song but with this record i was sending through you know yes. I, I sent through some 80s new romantic songs and it was like because it, it was this kind of big sound because the emotions that i was experiencing were really big and it was also some a little bit more introspective. So if you listen, I suppose there was technology that was happening at the time, yeah. both in recording and music development through the 80s, where when you listen to those songs with, with headphones, there's real depth and it kind of invites a really intimate experience of, of the song. And, and and so that's when you listen to, even with Dark, even though that's kind of a much bigger production, there's things kind of sparkling off in the background, creating this great sense of depth and, and inviting you to lean in a, a bit a bit closer to the song. And that's you know, you know part of part of what we were hoping to achieve. Also, I think narratively, my songwriting has tended to be pretty straightforward. So there's there's a really clear kind of point that comes out. But then there's songs like um, Butchering Day and Irrigation Channel towards the back end of the record yes. where I'm deliberately experimenting with different different forms of narrative that everything's there, everything that you need to know is there to understand the story. Yes. But it kind of invites you to listen a bit a bit closer and and to... Yeah, it's a, a yeah, slightly more ambiguous oh, about right. what the point is. Yeah, so oh, that's I'm very hoping. interesting. I'm going to listen to those songs a little bit closer now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you have a following of devoted fans called Warheads, <laughs> and <laughs> they are known to dress like you in black and check flannelette shirts. And apparently, they become the uniformed members of Team War. So, how did this? 
happen? <laughs> by by accident, Julie. Look, I I had um, yeah. I I always wore a red and black check shirt, which is like a tribute to my dad, who was a dairy farmer in East Gippsland. All right, and 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 that was kind of and that was kind of my way of um, you know, I think just yeah, just just showing solidarity, and and and. I remember turning up to, it was in a place in Queensland, Bundaberg, and it was a really hot night, <laughs> and there was, uh, the, it was a sold out show, which is really lovely, but all, all of these people <laughs> were dressed in red and black flannelette shirts, and I was playing with a friend of mine from, from Canada, a Canadian songwriter called Scott Cook, who is just, oh, he's amazing. But he looked out and he said, I, I know that the Grateful Dead had dead heads, but I think Michael War has some warheads following him. <laughs> it, was a, it was just such a, such a beautiful, beautiful thing to say. And I think it's that there's often, I think people can sort of see parts of themselves or, or people that they love in some of the stories that I write. And yes. that's such a, such a lovely thing. And, uh, but it's still weird. Every time I look out and I see people oh, no. dressed up like me, it's weird. <laughs> Well, let's get back to Shane Nicholson. He was your producer, sound recordist, and I'd say general magician. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah. He played 17 instruments on your album. I cannot understand how anybody could play 17 instruments, especially on one album. <laughs> <laughs> He's he is amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. I've, I've heard him play a garbage um been uh, lid before and make it sound musical. He's 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 a genius. And and just doing the oh, there was one uh, there was one in fact two songs that we were recording where he uh, he was hanging microphones around the room. So he got the front end of my voice in one mic, but yeah. then, then other parts of my voice recorded elsewhere. And there's so often that, that people who are great musicians are not great technicians, but he is both. And he's always he's always thinking polyrhythmically and harmonically in ways that are really complex. And you know, and, and when I I work with some amazing I wish that I could bring Shane Nicholson on the road with me everywhere that I go, but he's too busy producing everybody else's records and <laughs> and, and making his own. And, but but I, I have worked with some amazing musicians and they're constantly going, oh, oh my God, I can't believe that he just did that with that bass line. And they'll, they'll go and then they'll kind of break it down for me. It's like, oh. <laughs> and, and when you listen and you go, yeah, there is such complexity there, but it sounds so beautiful and easy when he's making it. Well, the other person I'm interested in about your album is Felicity Urquhart. Does she work on the album as well in the backing vocals? I know she does a duet with you, but what else? Does she yeah. do anything else with you on that uh, album? Yeah. So Felicity sang, I think it was about five songs that she's doing backing vocals on. Yes. So she sang on um, uh, Dirty River, uh, Hold On To The Ones You Love, Swollen, um, oh, I'm going to embarrass myself by not being able to remember them all now. Anyway, she's played on, she's played on quite a few of this uh, of of the songs, and she's someone. Yeah, I'm really so so glad that she did that duet with me. It's such a beautiful. Oh, thing. it is lovely, and that's going to be just as we go out, which is pretty soon, actually. Now let's wind up, uh, Michael, and could you let the listeners know your contact details so they can buy your music, please? Yeah, it's Michael War. So if you Google me, W A U G H is my surname, and there's a website there. You can 
buy CDs or you can stream things or you can buy a Warheads T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. I, I actually really, I really love it when people contact me on, on Facebook too because <laughs> because then, then they can share with me their stories too. Uh, look, as we go, we listen to Too Many Draws. It's a lovely song celebrating your relationship with your mother. And this is a duet with your friend Felicity Urquhart, as we mentioned before. And it is one of the three songs on the album which directly relate to your parents. The others are He Taught Me and Hold On to the Ones You Love. Uh, well, Felicity was someone really important to my mum. Uh, she used to religiously oh. listen to Felicity play um, or on Saturday Night Country, which was on the ABC late at night from 10 at, on Saturday night until 2 in the morning. And mum would sometimes be listening to Felicity in one ear and a football match in the other. And when mum got too sick to, to be at home anymore and she had to go into an aged care facility on that first night, um, I said to her, is there something from home I can bring to make you feel a bit more comfortable? She said, it's Saturday night, can you bring a radio so I can have Fliss there with me? And so I just love that Fliss was able to help celebrate my mum in this song. Oh dear, that's amazing, that's very touching. When it's time for God to get me Thank you so much for being on the show, Michael. And keep up with that beautiful music of yours, hey? You're one of my favourite people to talk to, so thank you. Well, thank you. We'll see you later then. I'm getting all All emotional. Yeah, right. See you later. (laughs) Take care. Bye. Too many cupboards left to sort Full of too many clothes that I have bought I've got a shed that's stacked with suitcases That are full of precious I got too many drawers to be clean Shelves and shelves of photo albums Knickknacks wrapped in doilies With notes taped on the bottom Saying where they're from These earrings belong to mum This vase came from Trixie's I got this on our anniversary from John In the cupboard in the kids' room Photo albums that were brand new Waiting to be filled With times that never came I got too many drawers to be clean Cupboards left to sort Full of too many clothes that I have bought I've got a shed that's stacked with Suitcases that are full of precious things I've got too many drawers to be clean Trying to sort the pieces of your life Things to give away Trying to sort out things that we should keep Trying to work out how to make you stay
in our lounge room now I have kept the photograph of you and Dad On Simon's wedding day If I kept a souvenir for every precious memory I'd need a drawer bigger than MacArthur Street Still, when it's time for God to get me In a drawer inside my heart Where I can keep you safe I got to You have been listening to a discussion with Michael War, a singer-songwriter from Melbourne. On the 27th of August, he released his latest album called The Cast and also a single called Dark. Suitcases that are full of pressures I'll go